everyone. Welcome to Adoption Adventures. Now, I don't want you to be shocked, stunned, or worried. This episode is coming out on time. That's right. Um, In addition to that, there are currently no background noises. What does this mean, I hear you ask? It means that I am actually sat down, not in a car, not going anywhere. I am just, it's just, it's just you and I. That's what's happening. That is what's happening. Um, okay, so this week um, I wanted to catch up on um, an adoption conference that I attended uh, last week. Um, now this was our regional um, agency, so a collection of, I think it's eight local authorities um, or agencies, so big old big old group of um, agencies getting together. Um, Within this conversation, they wanted to talk about the year that had passed and the things that they'd been achieving, working towards um, some of the struggles, some of the difficulties, um, some of the challenges and and sort of a way to move things forward. Um, So I thought I would update you on that. Now, I'm fully aware that this RAA might not be the same as your RAA, but I'd still sort of think it's important to talk about what's happening in um, in some of these conversations and what other agencies are doing because it might be that your agency doesn't have that in place so perhaps it's something that you might be able to pursue and talk to your agency about putting in place and, and things like that or it might be that actually your agency are doing that much better if that is the case, get in touch with me, let me know, so as I can uh, bang some drums. Um, so they were talking about, um, in our um, region, we've got a matching coordinator um, that's been in, in post now for in excess of a year. And they've been working really, really hard at their activity days, um, their craft events, working out how that they can um, sort of I'm I'm going to use the word market or promote or sort of get the message out there about the, the children who are waiting. Dreadful language, and I apologise for language. I just can't think of better language. Um, but they're just looking at different ways that they can actually get the message out there about these children who are waiting to find good families for them, basically. Um, they are rolling out these um, books. You might have heard of them. They're called All About Me. Um, and it's essentially it's just a book about the child. Um, but it's, so it's you get your child permanency report, the CPR. That's got all of the nitty-gritties, the harsh realities and details in it. The All About Me book is information that has nicer information, nicer feedback about sort of their, the child's favourite colour, their favourite toy, all things like that. So our agencies have grouped together and they've got a new All About Me book that's been improved. More people are getting their input into the books and this has been rolled out across all of these agencies. So it's it's going to be really, really positive. Um, the number of children who are waiting for adoption that number is dropping um, which is really really positive do we still think that there could be an influx of children coming into the system possibly 
Um, I hope not in many ways. I hope that things are adapting and changing. Um, but at the moment, the number of children that are waiting is it's dropping significantly. Um, now, what's interesting is they were saying that what happens is that then has a roll-on effect and a difficult effect when it comes to craft events um, because or activity days or things like that because you've now got fewer children that can attend these events um, and you've got more adopters so it can feel a bit overwhelming for those children and they were saying that across the country there's been other agencies that have said oh well, we've only got three children to profile so it's not worth doing the craft event and what our agency was saying was if there's one child that needs a profile then we're going to get them out there we're going to be putting these events on because every single child matters which i thought was really really lovely to see um they're just looking at um finding different ways to make these events and make these days work which was really cool um they talked about um, adopter events and matching and profiling events and things like that. I'm going to talk about that in a different episode because I've just attended um, one this weekend. So I'm, I'm going to talk to you about that in a different different episode. Um, they've looked at um, sort of adopters and how they're having a uniformed experience when it comes to sort of matching transitions and things like that they accept that this is a difficult thing to get uniform but it's also a really important thing to do um so they're going to be looking to put a number of different um sort of stretch and challenge things in place so they can test each other to see how they're doing um a point was raised on this uh, on this day, which I thought was really interesting. Um, the the executive head of, of the group talked about um, how because we've got such a large group of agencies working together, they said, you know, within that there are going to be some cracking agencies and some fantastic social workers and some brilliant practices going on. Um, but the executive head said that can actually be a little bit of a challenge. In fact, it can be a huge challenge because if you've got great agents doing great work and then you come along and say, we need to do some changes, we need to improve this. It's very easy for those people to say, do we need to change? Do we need to improve? We're already doing a good job. And it actually works as its own challenge because and I, I've seen it not not just in the world of adoption, but across all factors. This, as soon as someone believes that they are at the top of their game or the best in their area or anything like that, I actually believe that that is when they stop producing good work because they're not second-guessing themselves. They're not challenging their own work processes they're assuming that they've reached the standard that they need to. So I thought that, that was a really good point. Um, it then sort of led into the fact that because, again, such a large number of um, agencies, 
means there's a huge number of staff. So delivering and filtering those messages down really takes a long time. And it's a real challenge to get those sort of those thought processes across to everyone. Um, so we need to talk about what are we going to do to help get those messages out there and get the buy-in from everyone. So that was really interesting. Um, so they then talked about a variety of different um, sort of projects that they're working on. Um, the a big one, and we've talked about this before, is modernising adoption. The whole sort of um, the whole layout of adoption is going to is is looking differently at the moment, and is going to continue to look differently. Um, and the sort of like the whole process needs to have just not a revamp, but just an awareness that things aren't as they once were. Um, so something that's a, a big topic at the moment, and we've talked about this in excessive depth, depth on the uh, on a podcast, but contact. Contact is a huge thing, um, and it's changing. Whether we like it, whether we don't, whether we agree with it, whether we don't, it's irrelevant. Contact is changing. And there is a real f- sort of feeling in the air that actually a new contact method needs to be rolled out so lots of agencies are now looking at digital um, letterbox options the language and the terms that are used within contact are being looked at and changed Um, they respected um, so i did some consultation recently and looked into the research of how adopters felt about contact and altering it to um, the term of keeping in touch Lots more feedback uh, came back that I wasn't anticipating of people saying that actually contact works, keep it as it is, um, wouldn't want to change it. Um, now, what what our recommendation to the board was, don't change the terms for the people that have already got it in place, but do start working in the new terms for new adopters because people that have got current contact agreements in place they know what it is they feel comfortable they feel confident with it um the alteration of that it caused some anxiety um but where adoption is changing so considerably when it comes to contact we need to start changing that language we need to start looking at different ways to have those conversations so it was felt that it was a term that we could roll out, but not roll out to historic contact agreements. So we'd have a little bit of time where there was a, a crossover. Um, and we're going to be looking at different ways to, to bring adopters along on that journey and, um, and help them to feel comfortable and confident with the terms of keeping in touch. Um, I... I think I said to you last um, week, I'm going to be reviewing um, the preparation training. Within that part of my role is going to be reviewing how contact is being discussed, what is being used as terminology for that, and how we can improve it. So looking into that.
Um, the next uh, topic was adoption support. Again, we've covered this in a lot of depth and we'll always talk about the support that's available for adopters. Um, within our region, um, there's been loads of groups being launched um, and they are being supported. They're being funded by ASF and other, other streams, which is really positive. Um, our regional agency have just appointed um, an adoption support coordinator. Um, who's going to be looking across all of the board and looking at what offers are in place, what shared practices are available, what we can do to improve things. Really, really exciting things happening there um, with regards to the support that's happening, which is great. Um, there's a new program called STEP being launched. I will go into that later. Um, therapeutic um, parenting courses are going to be assessed um, and again, sort of, looking at what else can be done there which was really positive um our agency have just launched um a sort of a scheme called the community hub which is basically one adopter will have or will launch a hub they will be the hub coordinator for up to eight households those eight households will then have a point of contact that they can touch base with let sort of speak about things that are going well, things that are not going well, and they can just touch base and look for signposting. They can have casual meetups. They can have sort of, it's an informal support group, basically. And the idea being that the community hub um, sort of contact sets these groups up, gets them up and running, and then gets them to the point where they are comfortable to not have that named person anymore um, and then for them to just step back so that's that's just launched they know that it's going to have teething issues and going to have loads of issues to, to begin with but they're really excited about how it has launched and i'm really excited about what's what's to come there um with regards to adoption support there's a, a, a look at education um and what what we need to sort of do to improve the world of education for adopters. We know this is a huge topic and a huge task and a huge ask, but we're on it. Um, there looks to be discussions as well about um, interagency free year rule. Um, so you may or may not know that whatever agency you adopt through, um, that agency are the named agency to care and offer adoption support for the first three years after the adoption order is made. Um, so whatever agency you adopt off of, they will be looking after any support that you need for the first three years. Then it would move to your agency. Um, now, what they're talking about within our region is actually not scrapping that rule, but kind of doing away with it a little bit and just saying, hey, we're all one group. Do we need to apply that or could we get this more localised sooner? Um, which I think would be really, really positive. Um, the next topic that was discussed was panels. Um, they've 
worked out within our region there's quite a number of panels that meet but at no point have the agency to advisors been meeting and discussing some of the challenges um some of the wins and things like that so again there's a discussion about them building relationships sharing best practice um offering to support one another um and looking at what good practice needs to look like um and if we can actually share panels um in in amongst our region to actually get those moved forward and moved quicker which i thought was really exciting um our stage one and two is being looked at the stage one there's now sort of this new um, registration of interest form that's going to be rolled out um, now all of our agencies they all use the same slides for the information events that's going to be reviewed in the new year to see how that's going but it means that everyone in our region is getting the exact same stage one which i think is really exciting um then um the next step is to look at stage two um, and look at what what needs to be reviewed and how that's where my review of the training is going to come into place which uh, which i think is really exciting um so i mentioned um earlier something called step um this is a, a new um piece of software that is coming out to support families um and i'm i'm going to be having a meeting to find out a lot more about this um because it sounds really exciting um step stands stands for supporting tracking and evaluating progress now what this is it's a way for you to essentially go through a questionnaire um and it will then shoot the results to yourself and to also your whoever is your adoption support coordinator um and it basically allows you an opportunity to check in with you and your family's relational health i've not looked at this test myself so i don't know the type of questions that are coming up so i don't know how you could cheat it um but it it measures the health of the relationships within your family between child and parent now they recognized that they could have all of these things but the problem was finding that data out what what do you do with it how, how does that help anyone so what they actually did is they got a team from oxford i believe it was to make sure that the um all of the measures were validated and could actually be verified which then allows it to go to um kafkas and another another sort of board i can't remember who i won't say jcis or something like that it doesn't matter um basically registered boards would be able to recognize this information and it could help identify hey we're either in the green amber or red if we're in the amber it means that we're on sort of we're doing okay but we might need a little bit of a check-in if we're in the red it means we need some urgent support in the green things are going well now what this means is it allows parents to see where they're at 
so as they can then reach out to their agency and say, right, we are in the red, we are in the orange, we are in need of support, we need this help. And by sending that information through, that's an accurate measure that can then be used to support families in gaining therapeutic support that much quicker. They understand, so it's on a free year rollout, um, they understand that year one is going to be teething issues galore. They understand that it's a case of having to gather this data so as it can be measured against one another. They know it is not going to be perfect for the first area, uh, for the first sort of um, year. Um, but from what I can see, it all looked really exciting and it looked to me like it could be exactly what was needed to actually measure how a family is doing and then work towards sort of getting getting that support. Now, I did talk to Gad about this and he um, his response was, is this basically like a Cosmo quiz where you check on your relationship and it tells you that your relationship is doomed, so you, you need to get X, Y, or Z. I don't necessarily think it's like that. Um, he then said, you know, is it like those online quizzes where you check what Game of Frames character you are <laughs> and you answer the questions in the right way to make sure that you get Jon Snow? Um, like, I get what he's saying. And until I've actually done the test myself, I can't say what I think is the actual answer to that. Very curious to see what I think there. Um, so. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Curious to see how that will look. But I think it's really exciting because it is a new tool that is being offered to parents to actually help you identify where you're at and see what support you might need as well. Um, so I'm, I'm keen to find out more. Um, and when I do know more, I'm going to be sharing it with yourselves. Um, but yeah, that was the conference. I was really excited about the conference, really excited about where it was at. Um, and the year ahead looks really exciting as well. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good one. So I'm looking forward to, to sharing more as, as it comes up. Um, that's it from me today. Um, I will be talking to you about the um, profiling event. I've also got another topic that I'm going to be talking about, which kind of came out of this day as well. Um, but I'll, I'll keep it for the next episode. Um, until then, thank you so much for listening. You are wonderful. I don't know if I said it at the start, uh, but I will say it now. I hope that you are having a wonderful day right now. Even if it is you, you've just woken up and you've just started listening to me, I hope that your day is wonderful. Um, and I will speak to you again next week. Yeah.